Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. The National Football League is back for the 2019 season. While at least the preseason is, the Hall of Fame game is in the books as the Broncos beat the Falcons 14-10. Speaking Thursday, Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov said the team is willing to make Julio Jones the highest paid receiver in the game. This is after Michael Thomas of the Saints agreed to a deal paying him $20 million per year. 106.7 The Fan reports the holdout Redskins left tackle Trent Williams is, quote, telling friends he is, in fact, prepared to sit out the entire season. In baseball, Cubs manager Joe Madden confirmed that Cole Hamels will return Saturday against the Brewers and start. He's been out with an oblique injury. And Pittsburgh starter Jamison Tyon is expected to undergo season-ending surgery to repair a strained flexor tendon in his right elbow. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Not the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. No Adam Ronas today. Uh, not sure what he's doing. I think he's, uh, I think he's doing some sort of draw. Oh, yeah, he's doing a flex draft. That's right. With Jake Seeley and a bunch of Corey Parson, a bunch of other people. So I wish him luck in that. And uh, I will be carrying the mantle today and getting us through the next two hours together, just you and I, talking about uh, all things fantasy sports, uh, especially fantasy football. So let's get right to it. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said Zeke Elliott's holdout could drag on for months, months into the season. Seriously? Seriously? I mean, I just don't get it. Does Dallas really think they're going to win with Tony Pollard? Ian Rappaport says, because of CBA rules that Jones called kind of sloppy, he doesn't see an end to this holdout. Well, here's how we end the holdout. You pay Zeke money. I mean, are you telling me that he's not worth it? Are you telling me that he's not the most important person on your offense. Please don't tell me it's Dak Prescott. I don't think it is. Don't tell me it's Amari Cooper. I think it's Zeke Elliott. Look, Dak Prescott is good. He's far from great. He is far from great. You feel good with, I don't know, two two Jags, just a guy. Two Jags in the backfield. And Dak, you're a Cowboy fan. You feel good with that? Dak's going to Gallup and, and, uh, and Cooper? Oh, yeah, Jason Witten. He's like 47 years old. I don't know. That team, that team works a whole lot better than Zeke. Works a whole lot better with Zeke, excuse me. Works a whole lot better with Zeke. With Zeke, Super Bowl contender. Without Zeke, maybe a wild card. Why would you want to risk that? I'm just getting really tired of all these potential holdouts 
because they don't want to pay these guys. Is Melvin Gordon not worth the money? Is Zeke Elliott not worth the money? But Dr. Roto, uh, they have short lifespans. All right, but when they live, they're pretty good. Right? But as long as they're around, their lifespans are are pretty good. As long as they're healthy, Zeke Elliott can get what you don't think he's good for the next three or four years. You don't think he's worth a a three or four year contract at this point? Is it all going to be over for him in a year? Is that what it is? I don't think so. I, I think, I mean, didn't old didn't Eric Dickerson have a longer career? Didn't OJ Simpson have a long career? Didn't Barry Sanders have a reasonably long career? Didn't Tony Dorsett play forever? Are you telling me Zeke is done in, in three years? Oh, Zeke's nothing. I'm not paying this guy. Why not? Why not? I might argue the opposite way. I don't know whether I pay a quarterback anymore. How about that? How about my argument is, if I was a general manager of a team, I don't know whether I pay up for a quarterback anymore. Tell me how good the Bengals are doing with Andy Dalton. How's that working out for you, Cincinnati? You happy? Oh, Detroit's looking pretty good with Matthew Stafford. Feel good about that? (laughs) I don't think so. Oh, Minnesota. You must be ecstatic shelling out all that kind of cash for Kirk Cousins. He really led you far last year. Well, no. But Jared Goff did. Sean Watson did. These guys are on their rookie deals. I think I'd want Baker Mayfield. You don't think the Browns are looking forward to Baker Mayfield? I want a cheap quarterback. Give me a cheap quarterback. Look. I'd rather get rid of Dak Prescott and figure out something else. I'll get plan B, but I want Ezekiel Elliott in there. I don't know. Months in the season? Seriously? And I think a lot of these guys, they watch Le'Veon Bell, and they're like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just sitting out. If I don't get what I want, I'm done. Right? That's what they're saying. If I, if I don't get what I feel I could deserve, I'm not playing. Can you blame them? The NFL is a very physical game. Very physical. You want to break a leg for a bunch of guys who don't respect you and aren't paying you? No. You'll find some team who will. Some team will. You don't think Zeke could play in the NFL? You don't think somebody would give him a whole lot of money? Seriously, somebody would. Some team would pay for that guy. He's pretty darn good. Some team should and will pay for Melvin Gordon. Now, I think the Chargers have a little bit more leverage because of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. But do the Cowboys really? You feel good about Darius Jackson, Alfred Morris, and Tony Pollard? See, when you saw that they signed Alfred Morris, you had to be nervous. Because when they signed Alfred Morris, you knew that something was wrong with Zeke. But if Dallas thinks they're going deep with Alfred Morris, they got another thing coming. Alfred Morris, Randall Cobb, shot. Jason Witten, shot. You got a really good defense. You got Dak, you got Cooper, you got Gallup, and you need Ezekiel Elliott. 
He makes the whole thing go. He makes the whole thing go. Really does, in my opinion. Dak is good. But I, I think the Cowboys aren't going to win without Zeke. So fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, what do you do? Man, I just don't know. This is a tough one for me. I know last year that I took Connor. But I also thought Bill was coming back. So let's take a quick timeout. Let's figure this out together, you and I. What do we do with Zeke Elliott? When do we draft him? Do we want him on our fantasy teams? Is it worth the risk? You got to risk it for the biscuit. But man, that biscuit may be kind of stale if Zeke is out for a couple months. We'll discuss more when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. Full-time fantasy with Dr. Roto. Enter promo code ROTO50. That's ROTO50. We'll get you 50% off your first two months with fulltimefantasy.com. Let me see what's going on here. I'm, I'm going to check this out for you guys. Fulltimefantasysports.com. Let's see. I'm going to check it out here. So let's see what articles are going on here. Because we've gone, I want to make, I want to show you guys full t- fulltimefantasy.com. Why does my computer never work as quickly as I want it to? Ah, there it is. Okay. All right. So we've got show notes, deep sleepers, undervalued wide receivers, a tight end primer by yours truly. So we got a lot up here. Our, dry, our rankings. It's a pretty, pretty good website. Highly recommended. So check us out. At fulltimefantasy.com, promo code ROTO50. That's 50% off your first two months. All right, guys. Before we uh, took a little break, we talked about drafting Ezekiel Elliott. So let's see. I'm drafting McCaffrey for sure before Zeke. No question. Done. I'm drafting Barkley for sure. Done. I'm drafting Kamara over Zeke. Maybe I wasn't before, but now I am. Done. Would I draft David Johnson before Zeke? Maybe. The other night in an online championship, Le'Veon Bell went before Zeke. Maybe. DeAndre Hopkins? Possibly. Devontae Adams? Maybe. So, assuming that I'd have to move Zeke somewhere around eight. I would take Zeke before Michael Thomas. I would take Zeke before Julio Jones Roto. I'd take Zeke before Joe Mixon, Beckham, Juju. I, I would have to do that. But I think I would go not in any order, just Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Hopkins, Johnson, Adams, Bell. Especially when Bell tells me he wants to make up for fantasy owners. I respect that. I like that. So maybe I'm dropping Zeke to about eight. 
if I'm drafting tonight. But like I said last year, I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to play. I did. I thought he was going to play. And what happened was, was that I took him in a couple of leagues, but only in one of the leagues that I back him up with James Conner. And that was a league I did very well in, in the online championship. It was a top 10 team. I don't feel the same way about Tony Pollard or Alfred Morris or any of these yahoos as I did about James Conner. James Conner is a pretty good player. James Conner was a very good college run, running back. He was very good. I mean, he had some health, health issues, but the quality of his play was very good. But I don't know. Would I take Zeke in round one? I wouldn't, I wouldn't love it. But if he comes back, you have a star. So I think I'll say it this way. If I'm only playing one or two teams, I might not do it. But if I was playing in 5, 10, 15 leagues like many of my friends do, I certainly would have them on two or three. So if I lost, I lost. But, I mean, if I had 15 teams anyway, 12 of them won't have them. Two or three might. Because if he does come back, you have Ezekiel Elliott. And you got him at the end of the first round. When he really should be the number three pick in the draft. Arguably even number one. I could make an argument right now for Zeke over Saquon Barkley. Have you seen the Giants receiving core? That's why Ronus isn't here. We didn't want to tell you. Ronus is trying out for the Giants today. That's true. Let's see. Sterling Shepard injured. Golden Tate out. Corey Coleman out. Darius Slayton rookie. Cody Latimer garbage. I mean, it's terrible. You think Saquon is all of a sudden going to, he's not going to see a a 10-man front? With Eli, I have no arm left Manning throwing the football? I mean, this is going to be terrible. See, here's the only thing that Dallas has going for them in this this Zeke thing. Why Jerry Jones is not panic-stricken. The Giants and Redskins stink. So at the end of the day, Dallas just has to beat the Eagles a couple of times, and they'll make the playoffs. I mean, you think the Giants are going to win any games with this offense? When TJ Jones and Cody Latimer are your guys? Other teams like eighth quarterback can stop those, those palookas. And Washington? Seriously, that team's terrible. If there's any team that needs an overhaul of a new coaching staff, it's the Washington Redskins. You can't be happy with Gruden. You can't be. Washington's a very boring, very predictable team. You got Haskins. You got Geis. You got McLaurin. Let's open it up a little bit. Let's open it up a little bit. I mean, Washington's starting to get a little better. But, I mean, I just don't like the coaching staff. So, Jerry Jones doesn't have to pay Zeke. Doesn't have to pay him. Why? No need to. Because he might make the playoffs. But is it about making the playoffs or is it about winning the Super Bowl? I don't want to just make the playoffs. I want to win the Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys might make the playoffs without Zeke. They are not winning the Super Bowl without him. That's why you sign this guy and get it done. Now, does he have maturity issues? Yes. Would I put something in this contract saying, look, you will give back all your guaranteed money if you get uh, kicked out for for uh, st- stupidity? 
and buffoonery, yes. I try to write that in somehow. But in terms of the actual gameplay, star. Star. So, I don't know. I find this, I find this all so tis- distasteful. All I want as a fantasy owner is to have Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott play. Makes my life a whole lot easier to go draft. What are they playing? Are they not playing? Who knows? I don't know. It's so confusing. I like predictability. I like simplicity. That's what I like. So, I don't know. I find it, this is very confusing with, with what to do with Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's going like the end of the second round. No end in sight to his holdout either. And Zeke will probably be going at the end of the first round. Just like Le'Veon Bell did last year. But these are two of the best players in fantasy football. Two of the best players in fantasy football. And we don't even know if they're going to be playing this year. When I'm flying out to Vegas, playing in leagues, I want to know. Right? I want to know. I want to know who's, who's, who, who, which guys are, are available to me. I don't want to not be sure. And I certainly don't want a draft pick that makes me think. Right now, I think I want a top seven pick. Because I know I'm going to take one of those other guys. If I'm picking 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, now I've got decisions. I don't want decisions. Right? I want DeAndre Hopkins. I want Christian McCaffrey. I want Saquon Barkley. That's what I want. Seriously, that's what I want. All right, there was a game last night. Denver Broncos and Atlanta Falcons. It was a titanic struggle between two teams with a 14-10 result. And most of these guys in the box score you probably never heard of. Brett Rippon, Mark Rippon's son, 5 for 10. Drew Locke getting out there, 7 for 11. Matt Schaub, 4 for 14 for 10 yards. Whew. Is that guy still in the league? That guy's a dog. Brian Hill gets 57 yards rushing. Quadra Allison, only two yards on six carries. Ito Smith, three carries, six yards. Well, I want to talk about that for a second. Just because a guy, just because Ito Smith was outcarried and outrushed by Brian Hill doesn't mean I'm going to panic. Because Brian Hill may not even make this team. And Ito Smith is for sure the backup. So let's talk more about preseason football and what it means and what should you expect and what should you get out of it. We have a lot of questions and I've got the answers right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, do you want two 
Risk-free wagers up to $1,000. If you do, go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D, and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. for. So, so for example, if you bet the Chicago Bears minus three and they cover by eight points... They cover the spread by eight points. You receive eight times your stake. That's pointbet.com, pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter the promo code G-R-I-D and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. Okay. What do I want to get out of preseason? I want my players healthy. That's the first thing I want. I want my players healthy. I want my guys to get through four weeks without injury so that when it starts, the season starts, I can count on them. That's what I want. That's the first thing that I want. Next, I want to watch rookies play. Not first-round rookies or second-round rookies or got rookies that I know are going to make the team, but maybe rookies I'm not so sure about. Quadri Allison, for example. How does he look? How are the Falcons using him? Is there some upside there? Maybe I'll look there. If I'm in an IDP league, I certainly want to be looking at some linebackers, some linemen that are getting some they're getting rush. They rush in the passer effectively. But I'm looking at some rookies. And then I'm also looking at the better rookies, the Devin Singletary's of the world, right? right? The David Montgomery's of the world. But I have lower expectations from them because I know teams will play them, but not too much. Week one, I, if I never saw any of my players on the field, I'm okay with that. I don't care. And trust me when I tell you, week four, I want no part of it. I don't want to see any of my guys play week one or week four. No. Week two and week three of preseason, if my guys play a quarter, that's plenty. Plenty. I'd even take a series. One good series is fine by me too. Just to get into some game speed. But I really... Don't want to see too much of my players. I think I'm just fine reading practice notes, seeing what's happening, paying attention to social media, knowing what guys are going to do. I don't need to see them in games. The guys I want to see in games are the guys in the peripheral. If you're on the periphery, then I want to see you. Otherwise, I don't want to see you. I really don't. If anything, when I see you, I'm like, oh, please, 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 please. That's all I say. Please, please, please. Right? I just don't want to see any of my guys get hurt. There's nothing worse than that. Now, we talk a lot about drafting early. Why? Because the values are insane. But the risk is insane, too, because of the injuries. So somebody asked me recently on Twitter and said, hey, Dr. Roto, don't all, if you had to do one draft, wouldn't you want it to be like the day before the season? And I would say, I said, no. I don't want to draft the day before the season. 
I'm going to draft like two weeks before the season. Because the day before the season, even idiots get smart. They've read it up. They've watched drafts. They paid attention. See, that's why I like drafting now. A lot of people aren't paying attention. A lot of people don't know things right now. They get a whole lot smarter in the next four to six weeks. Right? People are just getting their football leg back. I can always tell because social media starts to pop. Right? Social media starts to pop. People start to get interested. Oh, it's August 15th. Man, I'm a fantasy football. Oh, I got an email from my commissioner. Our draft is September 8th. Yeah. Right? That's what happens. And then you're totally locked in. Totally locked in through Christmas. And then it's over. What happens? But if you want an advantage, you got to start studying now. You got to start paying attention now. And then when you're in your draft, you just have to like have some forethought. Project it out a little bit. Do you see this guy playing or not? If you do, well, let's draft him. Might be worth it. Might be a smart idea. You know, maybe there's no pathway today, but there is tomorrow. Alvin Kamara, was there a pathway for him? No. But his talent went out. And eventually, he became Alvin Kamara that we know today. But don't forget, wasn't Adrian Peterson in front of him? Wasn't Mark Ingram in front of him? Oh, who wants Kamara? I wanted Kamara. For sure, I wanted Kamara. Right? The pathway may be blocked today, but it certainly might be open tomorrow. Blocked today, open tomorrow. So don't... But right now, in drafts, the guy whose pathway looks blocked might be a 12th round pick. If all of a sudden there's an injury, he jumps up six rounds. So that's why there's always value the earlier you draft. There's always value. And I always think that that's a smart idea is to draft early. Not too not crazy early. I'm not drafting in June early. Even though the guy who won the online championship one or two years ago, I think he drafted June 30th or something crazy like that. Just had a great draft. So, look, the bottom line is you can win a league whenever. If you pay attention... If you take some calculated risks, not crazy risks, but calculated risks, you can win whenever. And you can win from whatever pick. I remember last year, I had like to pick 12. I was like, oh, that team stinks. It was one of my best teams. So you can win from any pick. Don't think you can't. Oh, I didn't get one of the first three picks. Oh, it's over. Blah. No. You just have to pay more attention. You have to be more locked in. You got to be willing to take a chance. And know that a guy that you don't take in round four may not be there in round five. Because you're picking ninth in the draft. There's no way he's making it back to you. You got to know that. All right, so let's see what else here. What else is going on? Cameron Meredith visited the Patriots. Bengals center Billy Price going to return to practice. Thank God, because that Bengals offensive line stinks. Mike Zimmer said Alexander Madison showed great maturity. I like him. He's going to have two. Or th- Alexander Madison is going to have two or three weeks where he's really good for a fantasy team. 
I don't know if he's going to be good for 16 weeks. In fact, I tend to doubt it. But two or three weeks, he's going to be really valuable when Dalvin Cook is injured. Bruce Arians singled out Dare Ogun Bowale as a player who's having a fantastic training camp. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. There's Peyton Barber's Ronald Jones. I'll believe it when I see it. Devontae Parker has a clean slate with the team's new staff. Why is he even there? Can't they just get rid of this guy? Wouldn't that be better for everybody? Seriously, wouldn't it be better for everybody? Tyreek Hill returned to practice Friday. So if you panicked like me earlier this week where you heard of a leg, leg injury, like, oh, my God, no. He's back. But here was a big injury today. Doug Marone said the third-round tight end Josh Oliver suffered a serious hamstring injury in Thursday's practice. That's not good. So tight ends, as we know, always take a couple more years to mature and become effective receivers. And if Oliver's got a significant, serious hamstring injury, probably looking at six to eight weeks. Right? Six to eight weeks tells me that he's going to get very few receptions this year. So I know that we may have liked Josh Oliver in Dynasty, but uh, I don't know. I don't think he's. I think he'll be better for your 2020 team than your 2019 team. All right, Trent Williams tells friends he is prepared to sit out the season. Well, I don't know why some team wouldn't want to pay for Trent Williams, right? Offensive tackles aren't like uh, running backs. These guys could go into their mid-30s. I don't know. if I, Trent Williams is pretty darn good. But I think Washington's going to regret this. Eric Flowers is the worst. The worst. As someone who watched him play for the Giants, I can tell you this guy has zero talent. Zero. They may be the worst pick since Tony Mandridge. That's how bad it is. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to sign Trent Williams, especially when you have Haskins there, who's your future of the franchise. Do you not want to protect him? How's that making any, any sense? That's not making any sense to me. I don't get it. All right, on Thursday, Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrioff said... Julio Jones, the team is willing to make him the highest paid receiver in the game and worth it. I mean, look, you're saying that publicly. Maybe you're going to pay the guy. I mean, I worry about Julio Jones' feet, but man, when that guy's healthy, does it get better than Julio Jones? The fans love him. He's such a great player. There was an interesting um, discussion the other day about which players can get 2,000 yards receiving. And Julio Jones has to be one of those guys. Maybe we'll talk about the later in the show. But for right now, I've got Fantasy Taz, Jim Day joining me next segment. I was always, always love his perspectives. And he's got one of my favorite articles of the offseason. I'll let you know what that article is when we return right after this. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. I'm Dr. Roto. And remember, I want you to check playffwc.com. Playffwc.com. When you go there, like right now, if you go there, you'll see that there's an online championship tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. We've got 10 spots available. Oh, I got fantasy Frankies in the league. Take on Frankie. Frankie's pretty good at this. But uh, that's a good draft. And also, there's a full season starter draft tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Only 35 bucks, 18 rounds. So play ffwc.com. Be part of what we're doing. I promise you'll, you'll have a great draft experience. All right. Time now to bring on one of my friends, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Big Jim, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Doc. It's uh, good to talk with you again. It's been a while. It has been a while. I've got to tell you, I was just saying before the break, you have one of my favorite articles of the preseason, when you gather all the news and notes from training camps, I just love that article, Jim. Yeah, they're 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 great. I you know I try to get as many nuggets of information in there as I can, and you know most of it I find through Twitter and stuff. I have a, a Twitter beat writer list of over 450 beat writers that I follow, uh, so I try and gather as much information from them as I can, and you know just trying to give people little insights into what they can they're not seeing in training training camp. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of work. The, uh, the NFC one was about 16 pages in word and the AFC one was 19 pages in word. <laughs> oh my God. That, that is a lot of information. Now let me ask you this. How do, when you go through it, when, what do you say? I mean, how much of it do you think is relevant? 80%, 90% or what do you take with a chunk of salt? Well, you got to take some with a chunk of salt, but I think it's all relevant as long as you know how to, you know, try and dig into it and get the information out of it. Uh, you know, I got a lot of compliments last year on these articles. Last year was the first year I really put them together. And, you know, a lot of people told me, look, I found Philip Lindsay from reading your articles because nobody had heard of him before. And, you know, I started doing that. So I really do try and focus on a lot of the names that people don't really know or are not common for most fantasy footballers. Now the hardcore guys, you know, they'll know most of these names, but a lot of the people that aren't, that don't do it as much as you or I do, they're not going to know a lot of these names. So it, it, there's definitely a lot of tidbits of information about guys that could surprise. Yeah, no, I mean, even once in a while, I'll look at a name. I'll like, who's that? I mean, I didn't even think about him. So no, I do appreciate it. So Jim, I'm here on at FF champs and I'm looking at the football fantasy football's 10 commandments. And I see commandment number three, thou shall avoid players from bad teams. Sometimes people disregard this rule. Do you follow this rule or do you disregard it? No, no, I follow it uh, for the most part. I mean, there's, oh, there's always going to be some guy somewhere that stands out, um, you know, even on a bad team. But, you know, when right now the big talk is Miami running backs. Is it going to be Balazs or is it going to be Drake? Who is it going to be? And I keep sitting here saying, you know what? I don't care. 
It's going to be a bad offense. You know, I know last year it was under Adam Gase, but they ran the, the least amount of, of plays in the league. I don't really see that changing too much this year. The offense still is bad. And because of that, I don't really care which one of these two guys is going to be the starter or if it's going to be a 50-50 timeshare, unless I can get them really late that where they actually present value, I can't take them where they're going at their current ADP. Are there any other teams besides Miami that you're like, you know what? I want no part of this team. Jaguars. I mean, we wouldn't say that about the Cardinals. We like the Cardinals. But, I mean, the Bengals. I mean, I'm just throwing out some teams. Are there any teams that you uh, don't want, guys? Uh, you know, I, the only other team I guess I'm really hesitant on trying to think this through so I give a, a, an honest answer, but um, I think I'm a, a little bit hesitant. Um, man, with Jaguars probably is the closest second. I'm not big on Fournette. Uh, I just too many issues there to think about. I think Nick Foles does help them, but, you know, I'm not really a fan of their wide receiver core. So I, I guess Jacksonville would be the next one for me. Um, outside of that, I mean, there's always little nuggets you can take from some teams. I think, uh, you know, Washington is a team that most people are staying away from where, you know, I think they could have some value on that team. So, you know, you really got to dig deep and, and get into it, but almost every team has somebody, but you know, if you're, you get to a point in the draft where you're saying, okay, player a is on you know, a better offense get more opportunity than player B, but their ADP is close to the same, I'm almost always going to gravitate to the, the player that's on a better offense that will get more opportunity. You know, it's funny. Scott was giving me crap about taking Curtis Samuel over D.D. Westbrook because he must like D.D. Westbrook. And I'm not saying I don't, but I just think Samuel's on a better offense and a better team with a better quarterback. So at the end of the day, I'm going to choose Samuel over Westbrook. Agree or disagree? Uh, you know, they're really close for me. I think they're both in that same situation. I agree Cam's a better quarterback, but, you know, is he going to be able to continue with this new throwing motion they're trying to instill in him? Let's face it, but at his age, at this point, he's been doing it one way all his life. Now they're going to try and change it in one off season. And to me, that's a little bit worrisome, but I like Samuel. I, you know, everybody's jumping on DJ Moore. I mean, I've seen him go in fourth rounds of drafts and, while I like D.J. Moore and I think he's an outstanding wide receiver, I'd much rather take Samuel five rounds later just because I think the value is better there. Are there other guys that you think people are drafting way too early? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, yo, absolutely, there always is. Uh, trying to see names off the top of my head here. Uh, go with a couple. I'll of give you one. Guys. How about Jarvis Landry? Is Jarvis Landry too, being drafted too early? No, I don't think so at all. Uh, I like Jarvis Landry. I always have. Uh, he was definitely a reception hog when he was in Miami, and I think we see him get close to that again. Baker Mayfield, you know, is definitely a guy who's going to want to sling the ball around the field. So I do like Jarvis Landry. Having Beckham on the other side is only going to help Landry. Last year he got eaten up because they, he had nobody on the other side that was really worthy of a defense paying attention to. So now that with both of them, I think Landry's in for another good year. So I have no problem with Jarvis Landry. Um, there are a couple of people that I think, you know, I think Philip Lindsay is being drafted too early. And nothing against Philip Lindsay. I think Philip Lindsay is a good running back. I just think we're going to see more Royce Freeman this year in a much bigger role. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if we end up with like a 60-40 timeshare here. And in that case, there's no way Philip Lindsay is going to live up to his current ADP. Yeah, I'm not, I, I like Lindsay, but I'm with you. I think Freeman does uh, emerge more this year. 
Let me ask you this about Baker Mayfield. You mentioned him. He's kind of like pretty much of a dick on some of these uh, interviews. Um, if, if Jar- you said that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> if Jarvis Landry is going to be good and David Yoku is going to be good and Nick Chubb is going to be good and Beckham is going to be great, are we undervaluing Baker Mayfield as like the seventh or eighth best quarterback? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think that's a good place. There's a lot of good, solid quarterbacks this year. And, you know, I don't care who does the rankings. They're going to change by the end of the year just because they're – When you, a lot of people don't understand this, but when you're talking rankings, you know, the difference between a, a fifth-ranked quarterback and a 12th-ranked quarterback is probably going to be a couple points a game. It's really not that much more than that. So to, when you're thinking along those lines, the, the shuffle is going to be real. So I, I think at this point he has the – the potential to be a top five quarterback. But then again, you know, if him and Beckham start getting into it, if this team gets off to a slower start, uh, Mayfield comes out and, and starts off with a little bit of a sophomore slump. And, and you know, I'm not saying I'm saying he's going to have that, but it, it's possible. If all that happens, you know, how long is it going to take Beckham to throw him under the bus? I mean, he threw a quarterback under the bus who was a two-time NFL champion and that got him numbers that, you know, broke a lot of records. You know, hey, I don't care what you say, Beckham. Eli threw you every single one of those balls you caught to get all those numbers you got while you were with the Giants. Uh, you know, so it's one of those situations where you have a lot of massive egos on that team that have to come together as a team. So there's a good chance maybe it doesn't hit right at, that everybody sees, and he, you know, he falls out of that top ten. So there's, you know, the range of outcomes here is actually still pretty big. Speaking of the Giants. You're drafting number one. Are you taking Saquon overall, number one overall? Well, it's getting tough. Um, yeah, I, I do have Saquon number one, but, you know, easily I, I have each of the four uh, that I would take. I can make cases for each of the top four uh, with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, um, and Saquon. Would you still take Z- one. Would you tell, still take Zeke so high even with this holdout talk? Well, that's what I was going to get to next. But now we have not only, you know, Zeke talking about holdout, um, you know, but I saw something just before I came on the show, and I, I'm not sure yet. I haven't been able to verify, but there was something I saw that said that Kamara may be looking for a new deal um, as well, and may may look at holding out. And that that's a little bit of a, you know, hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> um, I don't know what his contract is at this point. I'm trying to find it as we speak, but you know, he that it looks like right now half the. The first round has been in holdout talks. Luckily, Mike Thomas got signed, which we knew would happen, and I'm glad that happened. But Gordon Kamara like signed better. a Kamara signed a four-year, three point eight six million dollar contract in June of 2017. You think he wants more money? That's what I see. That's what I'm trying to find. I saw it really quick go by on a tweet, um, and I haven't been able to refine that tweet. So I don't want to. I, I I think that's what I saw. I'm going to put it that way. No, it makes sense. More. The guy's not even getting a million a year. Right, and that's the question. So, you know, if he starts talking about holdout, you got Zeke on holdout. Gordon looks like could be very well could be a protracted holdout. I can't see Dallas holding out too much with Zeke. They're going to have to pay him. They got no choice. I don't like any of the guys behind him. You know, if if they don't pay him, I think that offense takes a huge hit. Uh, probably the biggest hit out of any of these guys that are looking to hold out. So I, I think they end up having to pay him. I don't, I don't think that goes into the season. But if they, you know, stand their ground, it could very well. So, so your question, 
right now I'm a little hesitant with Zeke at the beginning of the first. I just am. It, he's not shown the tendency to make good decisions in the past. This could just be another one. Would you take Zeke in the first round right now? Would you take him pick nine, pick ten? When at what point would you well, say you're just would you bite the bullet? Me to the wall with this one, aren't you? I am. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think if he fell to the end of the first round, I'd be willing to take that chance because ultimately I do think they sign him before the season starts. Yeah, I said what you said. I, I mean, I, I could lose Dak Prescott tomorrow. I can't lose Zeke. I could even lose Amari Cooper. I can't lose Zeke. Zeke is so important. Without him, maybe they make the playoffs. With him, they're a Super Bowl-type team. Well, you know, let's face it. I, I mean, right now – the way the NFC looks, East looks, I mean, their only real contender is going to be Philly. So ultimately, all they really have to do is worry about beating Philly a couple of games and then, you know, whatever other teams to take that division. So I think it's still possible without Zeke. But again, it could very well be that they get to the playoffs and they're one and done without Zeke. Right, right. That's true. Do you think that running backs will ever get the money that they used to get? Or is that time no. just past us? Yeah, that time's fast. Look, I, I've been saying this a lot lately. I think this is going to be the new trend. We're going to see teams, you know, bring in these rookies for either five years if they get them in the first round. They get that extra fifth year. They're going to run them to death through that time frame, and then they're going to move on. They're going to go out and get the next young guy and do the same thing because, let's face it, running backs in the NFL overall have a, you know, a timeshare of, of doing three years. That's their limit in, in the league. You know, there's guys, of course, that go past that, but the average overall for all running backs is three years. So, so how did Tony Dorsett, how did, how did O.J. Simpson, how did those guys last forever? Uh, different game, I guess, back then. They weren't babies as, as much, you know, even with injuries. They got on the field and they played. Uh, you know, now we see a lot of guys being held back. Of course, we got all the concussion protocols that are now in place where teams don't even have the choice of what they do. So there's a lot of differences between the game now and the game when those guys play. All right, Jim Day, great talking to you, my friend. Enjoy your weekend. You too, sir. Okay, that was Jim Day, Fantasy Taz on Twitter, and you can catch him at ffchamps.com. It's a great website. Go check it out. Sign up there as soon as you can. We're back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back. Dr. Roto here, FullTimeFantasy.com. A couple of news note here. Andy Isabella, Cardinals receiver Andy Isabella, dealing with a minor knee injury. Cliff Kingsbury said, eh, he'll be back sooner than later. But we don't want to push it. Andy Isabella runs a 4-3-1. So we need his knee to be intact. And I know... That he's looked really good in camp. He's looked really good in camp. So please, please don't push it with him. Please, I beg you. I beg you, Cliff Clingsbury. 
because we need Andy Isabella. I think he's going to be sensational. Look, you've got Larry Fitzgerald, who's going to draw the top, other team's top cornerback. You've got Christian Kirk, who's a very good wideout. But you've got Isabella, who looks like a Wes Welker type, size-wise. But Wes Welker never ran a 4-3-1. This is a guy that can get past everybody and be sensational. So it's not like he's running a 4-6-2. This guy's running a 4-3-1. So imagine a clever, crafty receiver with Tyreek Hill-type speed. That's what you're looking at here with Andy Isabella. This guy could be really good. I would be ecstatic if he was my wide receiver five. If he was my fifth guy in a fantasy league, I'd be ecstatic. I don't want him as a four. I don't want him as a three. If I got him at a six, sure. But a five, I think I could live with that. If I had four really good guys and then Isabella, right? Somewhere around round nine, round 10, blah, blah, blah. I get him there. Boom. He could have, in a best ball league, he could be very good too. I don't know whether he brings it week in, week out. I don't know about that. But I do know that for any four or five given weeks, he could be really good. Really good. All right, we got another hour in front of us, you and I. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, a little mock draft now. A lot of fantasy football to discuss. Do you know when we're going to do it? I promise you, we're going to do it right after this.